My name is Mark Fratto, and I'm the voice of the Washington Commanders at FedEx Field. You're listening to the Command This Podcast with Steve, Dev, and Phil. Welcome, welcome, welcome. No countdown today because we were running a little late. Nonetheless, it is the Command This Podcast. This time produced by your guy, Phil. Steve was unable to make it for us on time today. He may be in later today. Uh, As with me, as always, is the man Dev over here. The beat maker and the fresh maker as well. Anyway, it's a victory Monday. It is time to celebrate. Uh, you know, it's time to celebrate. We beat the Patriots. Not everybody thought we would. The odds makers didn't think we would. We did. But it was definitely, uh, you know, time to shine for us. And we're going to get into that a little bit tonight. Uh, Terrence, our resident Eagles fan, pops in. Eight and one. Go birds. Fly, Eagles. Fly. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, thanks for being Dallas. You're just putting them one clo- one game closer to us in the playoff standing. So, okay, we'll, we'll take that. But uh, you know okay. who's got you here. Dev over there showing you that he is a genius and savant by beating a Rubik's Cube while podcasting. I can do it, bro. <laughs> DM says, how do you feel? Dev, can't stick around too long, but am here while I can be. You know what? Yam is dedicated. Because even though he can't be th- here for the entire pod, he tries to show up to at least say hi on every live stream. So you got to respect that. Thank you. There you am. Anyway, so let's talk a little bit about the game that took place on Sunday against the Patriots. Game started off well for us early. You know, we go up uh, 10 nothing. Uh, you know, Brian Robinson runs runs it in. You know, we're 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 humming coming at you, and um, you know, Sam's looking pretty efficient, doing a lot of the short passing game, run right. game is at least being respectable. You know, we get the Joey Sly field goal in the first quarter, and like I said the Brian Robinson run for the nine yard touchdown. After that, then things got a little weird. Uh, later on in the second quarter. Actually, the very next drive, um, Mac Jones hits Hunter Henry for a 14-yard touchdown over Kaliki Hudson. And they had almost burned Hudson on the same route. It was a seam route down the, down the hash. And uh, they had almost burned him on the previous drive, but it was just outside the hands of Hunter Henry. It was outstretched. And then they ran it again from the 14, threw it in there. Um, let me ask you this, Deb. I know you're a very big Kaliki Hudson um. Yeah, I like Kaliki Hudson. All right, what'd you think about that though? I mean, it was two, two play, two of the same pass that uh, they they did get behind them on. One was incomplete. One was the touchdown. Uh, you know, what, what you what would you say about that? I mean, do you think he still needs work in uh, pass coverage? Do you think he's still better than what we got? Give me give me some thoughts. On um, I think he's better than Mayo. <laughs> I mean, I mean you know, if that's what you're asking me. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it could be better, but it could be a lot worse. Do you think it's uh, it could be uh, it could be um, 
think it might be Jabril Cox time? Uh, no, nah, not the one game, man. I, I'd like to see uh, see more from Klee Hudson, man. Isn't he a free agent at the end of the year? He should be. I believe this would be year four. Yeah, because he came in with he came in on Ron's first draft. So this is his fourth of the year. So, yeah, I believe this. I believe I believe this is his contract year. So he's got to make something happen uh, in order for that to go on. Anyway, um, moving on. Uh, next drive after that, we go three and out. New England gets the ball and makes short work of us with a 64-yard run by Ramon J. Stevenson for a touchdown, put him up 14-10. There's been a lot of debate about this as to who was responsible for it. In the end, I say Jamin Davis just did not do his assignment on that particular play. Defensive line was holding their gaps, but Davis did not fill in the gap there where Stevenson went for that run. Um, what about you, Dev? Do you think that was the case? Do you think defensive line didn't do their job? What happened do you think on that from Andre Stevenson run? I don't have the the wonderful looked, graphics in place. It looked, 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 looked on the replay as if Jamie Davis and um, I think at that play was Mayo was out there, right? Uh, they were supposed to do some kind of, some kind of action where they, where, they, where they swap holes or swap run fits, and, ja- and uh, Jamie Davis was late. Uh, getting over to his responsibility. Uh, that was a Jamie Davis issue. It happens. I mean, you know, you, you like to see him actually get in the gap on that play, but things are going to happen. You are playing other professionals. Then we're driving down the field, and we get to the shadow of New England's goalposts, and we're about to go in there. And Sam, who has been – Pretty much the goat lately. Um, we don't know what he was looking at, but he threw an interception in the end zone, and we have right. no idea. I mean, I'm, I've I looked at that replay a bunch of times. I tried to figure out who it was, everything else, um, and, and all that. Just one, I didn't know who who he was looking at. It looked like he was looking at Dotson. There to try to throw that ball in a dart between about four receivers or four defenders, I should say. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of a bonehead play. And just a reminder that, yeah, this is Sam Howell's 10th game as a professional. <laughs> it's the only thing I can think of. What about you, Deb? I mean, bonehead play, right? Super bonehead play. Super bonehead play. All right. Um, nonetheless, I felt, I felt the Glock Dookie was headed his way after that one. <laughs> you know what's funny? I thought that was the case too. Uh, nonetheless, though, I almost got this joint. Dog. There's already almost solved the Rubik's cube. Pow, son. Pow. All right, mark this. We are about ten minutes into the pod. Dev got the. Uh, Dev's got his Rubik's Cube done. He started this right before we went live. So if anyone tells you Dev's dumb, that's a smart man right there. He just figured out that Rubik's man, Cube. Saw, my girlfriend didn't believe I could do it. She went there and she mixed it up, and I solved it for her in like 10 minutes. <laughs> it's just an algorithm, man. I just couldn't really remember how to what the algorithm was, but it's not that hard. You got to find the center. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Dev. If you can figure out the YouTube al- algorithm, that would be really helpful. <laughs> Rubik's <Move his> cubes. 
anyway, so let's 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 uh, get back to this. So, Patriots get the ball to start the second half, and on third down, KJ Henry hits one Mac Jones with a sack, forces a fumble. We recover, and they called it roughing the passer because he landed with his weight on the quarterback. It was a form tackle. It was a perfect tackle. Um, and it was it, it was absolutely disgusting to see that taken from the kid. Um, it looked like, if you watch the replay, it looked like he put his arms out to brace the fall, so n- not all of his weight did land on the quarterback even. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> Deuce is over here trying to throw some uh, throw some shade at Steve. Says, "Why does it seem like the podcast is so much better tonight?" Um, but going back on this, going back through through the comments here, Greg Delaney says he feels bad for KJ Henry. That was a clean sack fumble. Yeah, definitely. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, it says that that, that Henry calls horseship, but he didn't land on him. The arms were underneath him. That comment, I believe, came from comes from Aaron Shear, um, or somebody here, because I'm trying to get my comments refreshed. Yep, Aaron Shear called that one. Uh, Sorry, Aaron, your stuff doesn't come up. uh, It's just nothing but a Facebook user here talking about uh, Sam Howe. Aaron was definitely uh, going on here. Says you know this photo fellow is a high school mistake. Uh, but it's just why he was upset. He knows not to do that. Don't expect to make dumb throws like that again. No, Sam Howell doesn't make the same mistakes twice. Definitely doesn't. Um, Mark Seeland, what up, bro? What up to you? On a Howell interception, Rivera should call, call a timeout. I agree, but since the offense was humming, he probably thought, well, just let him keep the momentum out there. Because no, nah, man, y'all quit blaming. Y'all gotta quit blaming shit on fucking Rivera, dog. Like some shit you can't blame on coaches, bro. Like he should have known better not throw a dumbass pass. Like that was it was he could have took a sack and it would have been a better thing. Like because we had three timeouts. Taking a sack. I think what is I think taking what he's a sack would have been would have been stupid. And that would have been better than what he did. Like, like he could have threw it, he could have thrown it away, could have thrown it to the dirt, could have ran for a yard and got out of bounds, could have ran for two or three yards and got tackled. Because we had three timeouts. Like he could have done everything possible, but what he did, bro. Like that, that that was just that was just a dumbass. That was dumbass, man. That was dumbass. Just because you let like me ask how, you this. let me ask you, this. you like how you can't not say he's a dumbass. Dumb, he's made a couple of dumb. He's made a couple of dumbass passes in the red zone, man. And since he's been a starter, about three or four to be exact, I bet. I bet three or four percent of interceptions have been in the red zone. Like sometimes it just turns into a dumbass in the red zone, bro. I, you say I mean, the same I, thing about Kirk Cousins. Now, yeah. a lot of people wish he had him back. Yeah, it, it don't make him a bad quarterback, but that's a, he's made some dumbass throws. Like, you remember that pass? Uh, maybe it was against the Bears where he just threw the ball five yards in front of the other, like, threw it right to the linebacker instead of five yards in front of him. Like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, sometimes you just don't know what's going on, man. Like, I don't know what he saw. When he threw that ball into the end zone, that's right the first the one where I really had no explanation for. Nah, he's had a couple. He's no, had a couple. I've had other ones where I could at least see what he was looking at. Nah, but that this one, one, he threw the ball five yards in front of him to the linebacker. Man, that was that one last year against Dallas in the end zone. Same way, basically, exact same way. That like, was throwing backwards. That what I even said. That was why throw it though? You didn't need to throw it. Why throw it? You know, it doesn't make sense. Did like, what he just sack? 
You, you could have took the sack, you'd have another down. He could have took that we sack. Know that, okay, we know that Sam is really good coming back from sack lost sack yardage because he's had to do it a lot this year, but you don't want to take the sack just because it's better than, than an interception. But you know, sometimes you want to play hero ball, and yeah, you know, that that's that's a young quarterback that was, thing. They're going to do that. That looked like that looked like Josh Allen, which you know, if he turns into Josh Allen, that's a win. But I'm just saying, <laughs> that's how that's how that's some shit. You watched Josh Allen the other day, like, what the fuck is he doing, bro? Like, you know, he said, right? like, why would you why would you make that pass? It's like every now and then, he just does sometimes that. sometimes unless your eyes are in that helmet with the quarterback, you're not going to see what they see. Man, you're just going to have to make guesses at it. Um, I do. Well, let me ask this. Uh, let's make you coach Deb for a second. All right. You're humming. You're coming along. You still have three timeouts. You get the ball that close to the end zone. You got 30 some seconds left. Why not take a timeout? Kind of slow things down and say, okay, let's reset and reprocess. Because some would say that, you know, continuing that hurry up there kind of puts you, you, you start doing things in a more of a hurry up fashion, including your decisions to throw. You know, it's hindsight. You can say he should have took a timeout, man. But at the time, you shouldn't need to take a timeout when you got three timeouts left with with on first down. You could have just you could have made a horrible play and gotten sacked, and you would just been like, I got another one. You got right. another play. In the worst case, gonna, you should have came out it with three. I'm not gonna lie. I actually agree because if you're the momentum's going, yeah. things are moving in your favor. Don't stop the momentum. But I can I can understand the other argument as well on that one. I mean, it's a matter of just your own personal. Calling a two mates too revisionist, bro. Like it's too easy to say we should have called a timeout. He should shouldn't have thrown it there, man. He's an NFL player. He's been playing quarterback since he's probably thirteen years old, bro. You don't go in the red zone with on first down with all your timeouts before halftime and throw the ball where no one is possibly at but people with the opposite color jersey on. Like it wasn't even near. Uh, Washington football. Who says that play. that drive seemed rushed? Well, they were running a two-minute offense. I don't, I, I don't know how it seemed rushed. It's a 15-play drive, bro. The 15-play drive. Yeah, they, they moved that ball. They, they, were running, they were running a very pick-you-apart kind of deal. Just a little glad, bit here, a little bit there. I'm glad we won, but it should have been well, a lot worse for them. It should have been like the fumble's crazy. We gave them a touchdown off, 20-yard touchdowns, a drive off of a fumble. Then we uh, get all the way down, run it down there, you know, basically ran the ball and passed the ball down their throat, pause, and then throw the interception. <laughs> you know, like basically gave them all their points. We kind of like, did because he, and then the refs gave, the rest gave them their last three because of that, yeah. because the sack. sack fumble it took away from KJ Henry led to him getting a field goal. They also gypped a. Uh, Terry McLaurin on a pass that would have been on a one yard line because that was a clear pass interference. Oh yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll talk a little more about that. Uh, Steve says, "Hey, hey, now Deuce for that uh, whole deal." Deuce hey, says, "Calm down, Dev," but he's laughing. Are you are you at the are you uh, able to see who these Facebook users are? I cannot. It's most of them are Aaron, it's, it's Aaron Share. All right, Aaron, if he said uh, this one right here, um, look, man. We're not going to run the ball, man. You, everybody's here wants to say we can run the ball. We ran the ball successfully oh, oh, oh. last game. Before you, before you respond but, further, for the audio crowd, let me read, read this here. He says, you'd like to see more of a run game that's consistent out of a different formation that's not shotgun. EB still want to be sold. Yeah, we pass a bit here. A bit is more to it. Uh, I'm so ha- I'm happy Hal is the answer. Um, we did run more out of like a, a single back uh, formation under center. Yeah, we but how many times we run total? Just, 
effective. We didn't have this gaudy yards per carry, but was effective. We actually outran the Patriots, and they had a 64-yard touchdown. And we how still times, outran the Patriots. Time, we had more rushing we, yards. How many times are we running? I think is the was the thing. We talking. ran the ball 23 times if you take away Sam Howell's five rushes. Yeah, I I mean, we're never going to run the ball more than 20 sometimes, dog. That that them no, days is probably not. that almost almost no NFL team is unless they're just a running team. Like unless you're the Ravens or the Bears, dog, you're not running the ball 20 sometimes or the Atlanta. You're not running the ball 20 sometimes anymore. That that era is done, bro. There's no it, more of that you know, happening. It depends if you're it depends. It depends. We did it nah, last we, year. We've been winning. We did it last we've been year. winning a few of these games. We've been winning a few of these games and still through about 45 times, man. Like it's just it's true. Just, this is this is what it's gonna be. Hey, you, hey man, everybody don't want to say this, but but this is just Andy Reid's offense, bro. Andy Reid does the same thing in Kansas City. Andy Reid did the same thing in Philadelphia with the lead in the NFC Championship games four straight times and just kept passing till he lost the games. He's been to 10 out of, what, 12 conference championships? Basically, 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 Belichick was the best coach in AFC until Andy Reid went to the AFC. Uh, I can't disagree with that right now. This is now. I'm not saying how Howell's Tony is in, but it's on both of them. You can't take your timeouts in the second half. Well, I don't think that Ron was planning on throwing an interception at that yeah, point. Yeah, I, mean, I, I bet he thought my ain't no way my quarterback could just throw it to a wide open, uh, you know, New England Patriot player. You know what I'm saying? No way he'll do that. Like I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Like I can see an interception coming if you like throwing it to a receiver, you make some play, but not just like. You could just do it away. Like you had all kinds of time to pass and everything. Like it was like a now. Purpose. But let's, but let's, let's. You know what? We're we're kind of beating up Sam for one play. Let's give him some yeah, flowers. Yeah, yeah. The Sam very first perfect. drive he had in the second half ends with him with pressure in his face, floating an absolute dime to Jahan Hot Dodson for a thirty-three yard touchdown pass to tie the game. All right, so Sam, I keep telling you, man, he is the Ice Man. Nothing phases this kid. He throws an ugly, ugly, ugly pick to end the first half. First drive of the second half, what does he do? Comes out firing, and it just floated a beautiful dime right to Jahan's, right in Jahan's outstretched hands for a touchdown. It was beautiful. I mean, you, you can't disagree with that one, Dev, can you? Yeah, you can't argue with that. Um, but, you know, by the way, how's a good dude, a good uh, quarterback, man? I'm, I, I would like everything I've seen from him so far, man. There you um, go. Even the bad stuff, bro. You know, quarterbacks throw interceptions. It happens, dog. But that that is just a good team, man. We would have lost against a good team yesterday. Like you can't you can't just go in the, into the red zone and just throw the ball away. Like you can't even explain how it happened. You can't fumble a ball uh, on their side of the field where they only go twenty yards for a touchdown, bro. Yeah, but you know what? That that's you're a not gonna get that, you're not gonna get lucky and get long dropping. First of all, that fumble that fumble. That Robinson had. Let's let's be honest, though. Good play. That was a hell of a play by the defense. Robinson had both hands on the ball. One like yeah, he was loafing, carrying like a loaf of bread. Yeah, and he was yeah. going down. Yeah, he was going was down. Play. The guy it was a good play. To punch out beautifully. You also ain't going to get a Jalen Rager dropping wide open touchdown passes, even though we got guys dropping wide open passes too. But you definitely had uh, guys dropping wide open touchdown passes in Jalen Rager. Uh, ah. was, I will say this: He was covered. We're gonna, I'm gonna get to that actually. I'm, I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit because there's some stuff I want to talk about as far as the secondary. 
Uh, James Nicholas says he's young, bro. It was dumb. He's basically a rookie, so I get better situational football. That comes with that. Aaron yeah. Shear talking more about. We already talked covered Aaron Shear's comment there. Um, this is Frederick Brown, our man Fred. Said, "Yo, what up, Fred? Always like seeing you come around." Um, Deuce says the best you're gonna get. As an extension in the run game last week, there were 18 attempts within five yards. EBC had to pass to win in this league. You had to pass, get the lead. You run to maintain the lead. But you can also run, and Steve Lamb says this best, but you can run the ball when you need to to keep the clock rolling. That's what's frustrating times. Passing away gives them extra uh, timeouts. Basically, you need to have a run game that you can respect. It. We actually saw a couple times they ran bootleg or they ran play action, and because our run game was respectable, the Patriots had to respect the run and we were able to get some good passes off of it. You know, some rollouts and things like that. And that helps Sam. That also helps the offensive line protect Sam. So it's, we're always going to be a pass first team. We're going to be a heavy pass team. You just got to run the ball enough to keep the other uh, opposing team honest. So every time you have a third, fourth and one late game situation, they miss and they miss the pass to stop the clock. But we did see them run on third and one too. And we got the first down. Mm-hmm. Comment here says Hal can clearly play, and uh, this is from Fred. Fred says Hal can clearly play. Anyone who thinks otherwise is a hater. Fred, you and I. Here's the thing, and Dev, you remember this. Me and Fred used to fight over Kirk Cousins because I like Kirk. He didn't. We both agree on Sam Howell. If that tells you how good Sam Howell is, and me and Frederick Brown, who spent yeah, I'm, years I'm, fighting each other for quarterbacks, agree on Sam Howell, he's got to be the man. Because he, you're talking about two guys who couldn't agree on quarterback for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I was the last one, I think, out of us three that, uh, that, that, you know, I like I like Tao. I don't, I don't mean I never wanted him to be benched or I wanted a uh, Brissette to start. I've never been on that. Uh, I've never been on that uh, shit. But I I, I am on the. Uh, I'm waiting to see all 17 games. You know what I'm saying? Like the first, the la- the next eight or nine could be opposite of these. They could be just as bad as these ones were good. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. I always wait till the end of the year to assess my quarterback. Man, I don't give nobody flowers for seven eight games. That ain't shit. We seen what Purdy was for eight, nine games, and the last three has been shit juice. So you only as good, you only as good as you know your last game, bro. I mean, I, I, I think, but what I, what I do see from Hal is he can make all the throws. He makes uh, good decisions. He learns from his mistakes. You know, how to dissect defenses. He can use his legs, extend plays, or run. Uh, those are things that all the best quarterbacks have. And, and some of the better quarterbacks don't have all of those. They have a couple of them. So I, I like a. I'm with Hal, man. I, I want him to. I want him to uh, be the guy, man. It's gonna and suck fact, though. We, it's gonna suck if everybody gets fired and he has to start all over with the whole new offense. Though. Well, we were talking That's about that. Suck. I talked about that with Big Doug earlier. We're gonna talk about that here in a minute. But let's also remember, we got that field goal to put us up twenty to seventeen after a Sam Howell converts a third and twenty three with his legs. Yeah, hell of a run, by the way. You know, people, you know what's funny is that I've been on the Howl wagon. We all know this. All right. Yeah. But so many people I saw on social media, Twitter, Facebook, wherever, that run 
was the moment people, a lot of people who weren't on board, got on board. We needed this moment where people, where, where Sam literally made it happen all by himself like that. Such an improbable moment. Third and 23. I mean, the conversion rate on that is so small of a percentage. And he converts that scrambling, breaking tackles. And he ran middle of the field and then turned it outside. Showed great field vision and ability to break tackles. Uh, let me ask you, Dev. I mean, did that move did that move the needle even more for you? Just seeing that play, it moved the needle for a lot of people. Yeah, it was it was the Heineke spin move, man. For for uh, <laughs> for how you remember that shit? He did that. Spin I remember move that dude, and I was like, oh my god, you couldn't. People couldn't believe it. They lost their shit. Um, yeah, yeah. It was the uh, Alex Smith carry Donald on on with one leg for a couple of yards where he get tackled. Uh, for it's the moment you knew. It's the moment you knew this is the guy you're going to roll with this year, at least. That's the guy. That's the moment you know. I I like – Hal's got a lot, man. He's got a lot of good things going for him, man. All right. Going back to the comments here, Rockman says, yeah, we got the win at all. That's all that matters. It's true. We win by an intro mile. Yeah. Win is all that matters. Marcus Eland says, I agree with Dev. That was a terrible pass, but he's continuing to grow as a quarterback. George Carmi, shout out to Devin Phil, some of the realistic dudes out there. Yep, George, I was on the uh, Big Douglas show with George earlier today. Had a great conversation with those guys. Check out Command the Mic with George Carmi. Check out Big Douglas show as well. No fan base, and I will die on this hill. No fan base puts out more or better quality content about their team than ours. George Carmi, perfect example of that. So it was Big Douglas. Shout out to Adam Aniba. He was also oh, no, on the Big Douglas show earlier today. And shout out to us because we do it. I see, I've seen some of these Abella Danger uh, podcasts, bro. Uh... Abdella Danger is a totally different. <laughs> <laughs> I was messing with you, man. I know what you're doing if, here. Aaron you could get, if, you could get, if you could get one guest on this show, nine Washington, who would it be, Phil? A Bella Danger? No. <laughs> no. Mia Khalifa? She's a Washington fan. Not right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mia's <laughs> from Palestine, huh? Well, uh, so is my grandfather, but still. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't that would not bring positive attention. That would not necessarily bring universal positive attention to our podcast. Because I don't know what I'm gonna ask her except so how about them wizards? Yeah. Um it's Aaron Shear reminiscing on me and Fred battling out over Kirk Cousins, and there's Fred telling us it was facts. Steve popping in, you know, while he's doing the day, dude. He says that uh, it also means AG is gone after the season. Arby's on the cheap in this offense is all you need. Yeah, I guess so, but Gibson's really found a role. Um, Gibson really has, uh, you know, he, he was very efficient in this game. You know, ran think, the ball five times, had five receptions, about 80 combined 20 yards of offense, converted some first downs, showed some tough running too. I think I think he is um 
Yeah, I think it just took a little while for EB to 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 learn his players, man. And in the last couple of games, we're starting to see him kind of learn. Just we, I mean, I think the problem with, with us is that we know these players because we've seen them for three, four, five years or so. So we kind of envision the role we want Gibson in. But if you don't, if you're not here, and this is your first time here, you you don't know what Gibson's doing does really outside film. You don't really know, like. So it takes it. It probably took him a while to trust to trust his skill set, especially because he had that fumble early. And I'm sure EB just kind of, you know, doghoused him a little bit on that. Right, like you know, sometimes, sometimes that that come that helps a guy out. You know, it causes him to sit down and kind of refocus. But last few games, he's he's been efficient. He hasn't got a lot of touches. When he does touch it, things happen. Let's go down this list, Phil, man. We I'm going through these. Well, I'm going to go through this here. Man, how you rules? I don't know who you are, Water Boys Network, so I don't know what yeah, kind what, of talking about what, rules. What, what, rule, what rule are we uh, – Are we? I have no idea what you're talking about, bro. Anyway, let's go to something else here. How has at least six NFL play of the year considerations this year? Yeah. Nah, well. He's got a couple of runs and a couple of throws. But none of them were like touchdown runs, though. They don't get no, that's the one players. thing kind of holds him back is that none of them for a touchdown yet. It will that, happen. That, 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 that Dr. McLaurin over three dudes, that was pretty dirt, uh, dope. The the one against uh, Eagles, I guess, maybe? Was it the Eagles? Yeah, that was against the – no, well, yeah, he had one against the Eagles. And he also had one against the Broncos that was like that to Terry, too. He's had that two was, of those. That was, that was a dot. The past two, the past two, was it Byron? Who got the one in the end zone? It wasn't Byron Pringle, was it? It caught the one uh, deep ball. I'm tripping. Uh, I got I, which game? That's this last one yesterday. Was it Byron oh, that Pringle? Was Dotson. Dotson. Yeah, it was Dotson. Yeah, because we was like, you finally caught one. Yeah, yeah, Dotson. That was beautiful. That was, that was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that, was, that was a pretty nice one. I think Dotson's kind of taking a lot of – you know, his struggles to heart and he's, he's turned it around the past couple of weeks. Um, George Carmi again saying that, uh, Sam's getting great experience to EB throwing the ball 40 time, plus times again. I mean, look, yeah. it is trial by fire. No, nah, that's, that's just, that's just Andy Reid's offense, man. He's, he was throwing 35, 40 times with Alex Smith, bro. And you know, like that's what they do. That's just the offense, man. They don't, I will take Sam run. Howell over Alex Smith. Every day of the week, and definitely Man. twice on Alice, Sunday. Alex Smith last year in Kansas City was MVP worthy, bro. It was up there. Yeah, one of the best. We had a lack years. of MVP worthy candidates. Yeah, um, he had the best. Yeah, one of the best years. Yeah, one of the best years in the league. He had the best court. One of the best quarterbacking years in the league that year. And I don't think he even played the last game or two because they was up every game. They just set him. All right, Boys Network says, "Man, we winning for the sixteenth pick again." We're winning for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waterboy, I was came out of the playoffs. Despite I agree. how bad this has started. I agree. I agree with that. It didn't even start it bad. By the way, Phil, it's probably our best start on Ron's term here. Well, it's bad probably compared to what we start. wanted and expected this year. Yeah, what you expect ain't what you always get. But you, uh, Waterboy is kind of right, though. Like, I just be real. If it is true, I mean, you know, the more you yeah, win, the more yeah. your pick is. If, if Washington, if Washington goes, I predict the seven wins this year, bro. I'm still sticking to it. If Washington wins seven games, we still could probably make the playoffs with seven games to keep it real. But if Washington yeah. wins seven games, we can make it in seven games, though. It's gonna be close between Washington, Minnesota, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and the Rams. 
Somebody wins seven or eight games getting in, bro. Well, you know, Minnesota got that Josh Dobbs magic now. You know what I mean? Man, seven or eight wins to get somebody in. So, but if seven or eight wins get you out, though, you're going to be picking the 16th pick again, dog. Look at this. We, we are four We are four and five. If we go five yeah. and three, just five and three the rest of the way, that's nine wins. That could get you to the playoffs. We ain't winning. I, I mean, I hope we win five games. We ain't winning five more games. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Can I get three C here? George, my bad on this. <laughs> and he says, Dev is wild. Well, that's why we love him. Nah, that's not. I'm watching this game. Sorry, it's not black. He says, facts, Adam, what? a top dog. Talking about Adam and Neba. Absolutely. Um, Steve Lim says, his ceiling is Drew Brees with wheels. I, I'm not arguing with that. That is my ceiling. For uh, Sam Howell, I hope he's better because I'm. I, I got a personal beef with with uh, with Drew Brees, so I hope he's better. Just out of I like Drew Brees. I just didn't understand that duty stain he had on his face. So he used to always. All right. Oh, Water Boys is Pauly. My bad. I didn't realize that's Pauly. His fifteenth, eighteenth pick. Here we come. Annual November win streak is upon us. The annual. Oh yeah, they were like twelve and two. What's what's Ron's November record? Like something crazy, ridiculous. He's eight and one or something like that. Something stupid. November. It's like something retarded. Should use the R word, but. Ag fits better in this offense. He absolutely he fits well in this offense. I always um, thought I always thought Ag was better than Robinson. Anyways, I'm I think I'm the only one, but I've always thought he's better than him at this point. You know, you just you just trust Robinson more. Yeah, I suppose. Man, it says EB still learns it's like the players are, players are learning, and you know what? I mean, he still does stuff that frustrates me, but he's definitely gotten better as a play caller. He's learning to adapt better and faster. <laughs> hey, man, look, it's hard for me to keep up with with everybody and who's who and what's what, man. It is hard for me to keep that keep up with that. Um, B Rob throw. What's up, Polly? Everybody getting their comments in here. Steve explained automatically shows rules for chat on YouTube at times. Yes, yeah, so we got nothing to do with that. Wouldn't it be nice to have a possession receiver on this offense like Philly AJ? AJ Brown is not the possession receiver. I don't know, man. He catches a lot of fucking slants. Maybe. Yeah, but you know what? You could do the funny thing is that you could do that with Terry. Yeah, we spread the ball around Terry, too much Terry to is our have possession. a single possession receiver. Like Art Monk was a possession receiver. Terry is our possession receiver. Terry, yeah, this is Terry McLaurin is our possession receiver. Yeah. So, San Sanhao early season until his growth now is Chris Paul and Tyler Lawson starting. I think Tyler Lawson is the biggest one because, and it's yeah. proof that the line protection calls are made by the center. Because the protection calls have been better since Gotta Larson be. got had to be had to be it, man. Plus, someone pointed out Larson's like 30, 40 pounds heavier than Nick Gates. I didn't hey, realize I, that. I like to say I think Ron Rivera watches our podcast because I know I was the only one that I remember asking these questions, like who the fuck's calling out these. Well, I, I found this out. I didn't realize this. Tyler Larson did miss the beginning part of the season because he was hurt. He was getting back in the game shape from his injury from last year. I thought Tyler Larson was straight garbage last year. No, he was pretty solid. Actually, you know what's funny? With him as a starter, we've only lost one game with him as a starter. I think we we're six one and one. Uh, well, now seven one and one with Larson as a starter. Maybe I'm thinking of what's the nice brother. Did we have somebody's brother at center last year for a little while? He was just yeah, we crazy. had uh, we had Nick Martin. It was Zach Martin. That's, that's who I was thinking of. He Zach, was Nick Martin was trash. Oh my god, <laughs> that guy was. 
Dodson still dropped one and said Diami. Diami's drop was disappointing because that was right. Uh, he would have had to make a great play, but that was that was there. Here we go. We see this Ron Rivera moving now. Lose three, win one, lose three, win uh, one, lose three more. No, because we usually go on a win streak about this time of year. We did it in 2020. Yeah. We did we it in 2021. November, we did it in 2022. This hey. is where we go on a win streak. We started better than we did those previous years. We're probably yeah. going to end up with a better record. If, if tradition holds. Ron is Mr. November, man. And December. We well, not last year. He's Mr. November. Show. Alex last year in case he was a fluke was all Tyree Hill. <laughs> it, it don't matter whose reason it was, man. I don't think any quarterback has a great year without a great receiver. Really created 4,000 yards, 23 touchdowns. That's career year. Steve Lim is roasting Alex Smith, and I love it. Alex Smith, Alex Smith had a good year that last year. PG's and he set up, he set up the last two or three games, basically. Since we're in November, maybe an EB's finished dressing up as Scott Turner. I hope so, because he was definitely looking at it like it early. Um, yes, we always want to win streak in November. All right. So, overreaction Monday. Dev, what is your overreaction from this game? Oh, man. Overreaction would be we have found our uh, offensive lineman. Um, combination. Minus, of course, I wish Wiley wasn't there. But how many sacks did we give up? Steve, you know, he's a stat guy. Three, we gave three. up three. Were any of those on Wiley? Uh, no, but Wiley also <laughs> does what he can to avoid it. I actually asked this question of Adam and Eba earlier uh, when I was on the Big Douglas show. I said, you know, because I, it's, I'm an offensive line guy, but it's still hard to read what the assigned blocks are if you're not involved in an offense. And Adam's pretty in tune with this, and he couldn't figure it out either. If Wiley's tendency to block down on the inside man instead of taking the outside rush as a right tackle, if that is designed that way or just he's making that decision on his own. So we were trying to – we couldn't figure that out, and we don't know why, but we were all in agreement, all four of us earlier, that Wiley needs to be replaced with Cornelius Lucas. And I think you agree with that too, Dev. Yeah, man. Yeah, I would see. I, I like to see Brooks. Worst case, like I'd like to see Brooks in him. All right, and anybody, right at this point. Um, my overreaction is is that we're about to make a run for the playoffs right now. Well, we're already. We're not out of the playoffs, really. We're, we're like we're like in a the game, playoffs. Game yeah, out. We're in yeah. the playoff hunt because it's early, but yeah. we're gonna make a run. Like we're going to win. Start winning games. Like I see win streaks happening. You know, two, three in a row, a loss, two, three in a row, a loss. Somebody, it's gonna be crazy. I think we're gonna you're gonna start we're gonna start being good in ways or look good in ways we haven't before. It's not gonna be crazy. We do it every year. It's crazy. Last four years, every year it's crazy time. because nobody's expecting it right now. Are they not though? Do it every year. Overreaction. We are in the A spot for the playoffs. That's what Paulie says. He also says that Wiley has a tendency to suck. It's not even oh, a tendency. Yeah. He just does. I mean, he so he sucks at such a level. You like we don't need to introduce him to Wally no more. We say the three time, time block Duke Duke award, award winner, Wally. <laughs> that's how that's how bad he's been. Straight doo doo butter. Marcus Edelin's reaction is that we're going to the playoffs. That's yeah. mine. 
In October, Ron is Jeff Fisher. In November, Ron is Andy Reid. In December, Ron is Ron. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, Steve. Um, anyway, so I mean, I think the overreaction is that we've we're we're, we're trending upward strongly. Um, stock up, stock down. Dev, who you stock up and stock down on on this game? Stock up. I would say how, but its stock has been up a lot, so I'm going to switch that out. I'm going to go. Stock up on uh, uh, Byron Pringle. Uh, some good big catches uh, when we needed them, man. Uh, way to step up, way to be a vet, way to be dependable. Let's go quickly. Hit a three. Got fouled, by the way. But um, I, I stock up is definitely Byron Pringle. My stock down, man, uh, I don't want to – I don't want to – jump on the bandwagon of Deami Brown like everybody else, man. But dude, uh you gotta you gotta be you're it seems like the reason we drafted you is to stretch the field. I and mean, the one thing you don't do is stretch the field. And I and it's not that because you're not getting open, it's because you can't catch. That's the worst reason to not be able to stretch the field. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather you not be able to stretch the field because you can't run routes. That you could be taught. But, you know, catch the ball, bro. You've been doing that since eighth grade. You've been a starting receiver probably. Catch the ball, man. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But stock down. Is that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go stock up. This is this is one no one probably would have predicted a couple weeks ago. Stock up Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin to the rookie. All right. All right, we'll Deuce. You can't, you can't our, put first two, two, our first two draft picks. All right, Deuce. You can't put two people <laughs> in the, in one spot, man. This isn't the top five rappers uh, thing we had with Deuce where we put Tupac and Biggie as one choice. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Stock up on Emmanuel Forbes then. All right, all right. And I'll tell you why. He was directly challenged three times on third down passes and he had lockup coverage on all three times, including two pass defenses and one where Mac Jones just missed him completely. But there would have been no chance because Rager was running, Jalen Rager was running his route, and Emmanuel Forbes was right on his ass. So stock up on uh, Emmanuel Forbes. My stock down is. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, you, you allow, you know, all this, but I'm going to, and even the guys who made a bad play, like Jamin Davis had a bad, missed, missed his assignment that allowed that touchdown run. Well. But then he made a wonderful recovery after um, Stevenson got behind him on a pass play and he came back and knocked the pass down. He, he covered the ground. So I can't even uh, get him on that. So stock down is going to be on NFL officiating. Because that was there were some terrible calls in that game and some terrible non calls. I tell you another stock down nobody's talking about. Stock down is on immobile quarter immobile quarterbacks, dog. Like this this game proves to you that if you got a quarterback that can't do anything with his legs, bro, you're gonna lose a lot of games. Like defenses mm-hmm. are just too good. Even with two legit all-star defensive ends not out there, dude, they were still getting after this guy a little bit, man, because he couldn't move. You know, or he didn't move. I don't know if I couldn't, but didn't move. 
So it, that's a that's another thing that they uh, stock down on. I know that that's kind of not one we use, but yo, mobile quarterbacks is, are the thing. Rio now. Robinson, yeah. leader of the of the uh, Commander Fan Nation, says it best. Smash that like button for the gang. Because November boys are back. November boys. That right. yeah. uh, Paulie says, stock up Crowder, stock down David Mayo. Crowder didn't make as big an impact in this game, uh, but he still, I mean, he, made, he had four receptions. You had told me that um, Crowder was going to have 15 receptions this year, or 13 receptions on 15 targets. Um, by this point in the season, I would have not believed you. When we first started, I thought he was going to be just a punt returner only. Steve Lim trolling the hell out of us says overreaction Monday. Taylor Heineke will steal the final playoff spot over the commanders. No, he will not. Well, we already beat him, so they got to have a better record than us. They can't tell. They have to have a better record than us, and they have to do that with Taylor Heineke, who, yeah. I saw that Hail Mary attempt of his. Got a running start. Couldn't get the ball more than 50, 50 yards. Terrible. So so nice to have a quarterback with arm talent now. Paulie says that Deion Brown equals Rod Gardner. No. Nah. Rod Gardner had over 70 catches and a thousand yards in the season. Yeah. Rod Gardner um, starting starting receiver. Rod Gardner, Rod Gardner had the unfortunate uh deal to play in an offense, a run, run, run offense under Monday, Marty Schottenheimer, and then be a receiver with Steve Stur- Steve Spurrier around. So which is great, except for the fact that we didn't have anybody at quarterback. So I don't hold Rod. I don't hold that against Rod Gardner. He did. He actually had some some, you know, solidly productive years. All things considered, he could have been greater, especially because he was a first round pick. Deami Brown was not, uh, but Deami Brown will never at this rate will never put up Rod Gardner numbers. So I can't never. even say he's Rod Gardner. He's like Taylor Jacobs at this point. All right, stock up Byron Pringle. from. This is from Mark Seeland. Stock up Byron Pringle. Stock down David Mayo. I didn't even see Mayo out in enough of the field to stock up or down him. Uh, really, he wasn't out in the field that much. But uh, Crowder, Steve Lim, Crowder and Pringle now above Deami on the depth chart. There was, there was somebody in our, in, our, uh, in our massive uh, podcast group chat that argued with me before the season started, and I told him that Byron Pringle is going to be over Deami Brown. Y'all think I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, David Mayo's stock is always down, according to Pauly. That I think that's just become a running thing. Dude, dude, go out there and have like 15 tackles and Thank three you. for a loss, and they're gonna, people are still going to stock down them. Thank, that's never going to happen. But thing is, I, I prefer watching David Mayo than uh, Barton. Barton was starting to come around, though. That's that's what's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I think he's more athletic than Mayo. See, Dean Dan- Blandino came out and said that KJ's penalty was not a penalty. We all knew that. Whoop the fucking do. That don't do me any damn good now. You know, that, I mean, they, that, got, they, that, they scored the next play. Yeah, they scored a field goal that drive. So, <laughs> you know, 20 to 14. Well, we may have even gotten better on that one. So, we would have had anyway, a ball right there. Anyway, getting back to uh, these comments. And of course, uh, Paulie says, you know, facts, Taylor Jacobs for sure. Um, all right, moving forward down here. Good, bad, ugly, great. Dev, 
Ah, good. Um, the offensive line. Um, bad uh, linebackers in coverage in the middle of the field. Um, ugly uh, would have been the referees. Oh, my God, man. All night long. Trash calls after trash calls. Both ways, by the way, because, um, yeah, both ways. Yeah. Um, and great would have been, obviously, Hal was great. And the play calling, I mixed in with Hal. Uh, for the most part, was great. All right, I'm going to say this. Good would be Hal's overall performance. I'm going to say great. It's not the best game he's had. It was really good, though. Really good. Um, that interception maybe not great. <laughs> I guess bad was the officiating. Ugly was his interception. Was Sam Howell's interception? Great was the fact that even though we didn't run the ball a ton of times, we made a commitment to try and run the ball. We ran better run plays than we usually do. A lot more stuff in between the tackles. A lot of stuff develops that develops quickly, and we mixed it in well. So the play calling was great in that regard. The overall offensive scheme was was great. We had over 420 yards of offense. And that means we've averaged now, the past two games between Philly and New England, we have over, we're averaging 450 yards per game in offense. I think we finally got this thing clicking. Yeah, the points didn't show up there because of interception in the end zone and things like that. And all of our drives are long drives, but we, we, were, we were executing these long drives. We dominated time of possession we had the ball over 37 minutes right that's great play calling that's great play that's that's great offensive scheming the scheming the play calling the reaction the keeping the ball out of the opposing team's hands utilizing the run to set up the pass utilizing the pass to set up the run yeah that was great that was great Marcus Eatland says, good, our rookie class. Bad coverage by the linebackers. Ugly to roughing the passer penalty. Great Sam Howe and Eric Bianami growing together as a quarterback offensive quarter combo. Yeah, I can't argue with any of that. Steve Lim says, the narrative we had all had earlier exists. If Ron doesn't play off, win a playoff game, he's gone. Steve I don't, I, don't, I don't think he has a win one. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if person necessarily stays if he wins the Super Bowl this year. Nah, listen, man. Can, listen, I, expl- man. can I explain what I mean by that? I'm yeah. kind of on, on the fence on whether or not this was the case. I think that the in the whole scheme was for Biennemi as an assistant head coach to basically learn on the job without having any of the responsibility and the blame placed on him as a head coach so that he can take over next year, win, lose, or draw. I think that, that I, was, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think. I don't think he takes over. Like I think. I think that if if um, I think the Raiders or somebody else poach Eric, if they fire Ron, I think that that I think that that if we go to the playoffs, it makes a case to at least keep Ron throughout his contract, and then after that, you see what you have in Eric. I think they should completely strip all player personnel control away from him. I don't think this people. These people, the uh, the uh, Martys, they should not draft anyone. Like that should well, be the reason they why should not I get free agents. They should be in charge of none of that, bro. Well, I do agree. Maybe we need to get better at, at, at an actual yeah. GM in there. No, I, I think I think we need a new coach, but I just don't think that you. I think this year, like I said, I said I'm, I'm pretty consistent on how I feel about this. I've said this since the first podcast of the season. 
I don't think this year was about wins and losses so much as it was about finding a quarterback. I, I thought this year was Hal's year. Better or worse, if Hal was playing at the worst quarterback in the league, I would still want to see Hal play. I just want you all to know this. If he was the worst quarterback in the league right now, I would still want to see Hal play. Because this year, I think, in large part, was dedicated to his development. I don't think it was. I think winning was hopefully going to be a byproduct of that. And for the most for the most part, the, we dropped some games we shouldn't have dropped. To keep it real, the one game we played horrible against the Bills and then obviously the Bears. But, but you know, a lot of these games we've had our shot. You know, so, so I'm, I'm not, not going to argue with that. I'm not going to argue not, with I'm that. Not, I'm, not, I'm not angry at, at, at winning while developing a quarterback. I think that wasn't the goal, though. I think the only goal was to see what we had and how that if he wasn't it, we could draft another quarterback next year. I think next year is the year he has to win. Now, it's, it might it may just be because we got new ownership. Um, well, let me that, ask that, you this. I just want to bring in all new people. I, but, I can't let, let me, that, me, I don't know me, if Ron deserves to get fired. Let me pose um, this. I think Ron steps down. I was thinking Ron steps down because I don't. I think that they want to keep some. If Sam Howell looks like the man and Eric it's continues it. to improve as he has as a play caller and everything else, I wouldn't want to lose him and then have Sam go to a third offensive coordinator in three years. I don't want him getting right. the Jason Campbell treatment. Right. That that's that's my fear, and I, that's why I said if Ron goes to the playoffs, don't have to win one. You would have to consider leave this guy here one more year. It's contract year. I mean, yeah. he's got a contract. They like you got to extend him. He's already under contract one more year. And you're thinking, let's see what this how thing is. And you know, I think Eric's on a contract for two years, right? Two or three? Two. Eric's on two at least. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, don't let him talk to anybody. You know what I'm saying? I because I, I think the Raiders are gonna poach him, man. If, if if we don't make them head coach. I think if they get a new head coach, they're going to go after somebody with a name. Uh, right now, now, right now, now in the now league, you, Eric Bieniemy is still a name. Keep him. I mean, the fans, the fans are, have been a little frustrated with him, but they've been shooting him a lot more bail than they've shot shot Ron. So I don't think I don't think a large percentage of this fan base or the players could differentiate a Eric B coach team and a Ron coach team at the end of the day because basically Ron is just a. Just a facilitator of of Rio Del Rio and Eric B. He's not really calling plays on either side. So I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that the culture or the locker room changes as much as it would if you got an all new everything. Well, do so, we not really need that? I mean, this team fights. Well, if, if you feel that way, then why would you take away the guy who is leading the fight? Just because. Just because. Just to say you. Just because you got a new owner, it doesn't make sense. Eric B doesn't do anything but coach offense anyway. So what making him head coach is going to change? You know, these, I mean, these, these are all questions that we can debate, and you can and I, you make a good argument for a lot of them. I would, I would either, I would either, if I'm going to keep Eric B at least next year, I will keep Ron. If I'm not going to keep Ron, then I will let everyone go. Like I would fire right. the defensive player, the offensive coordinators, the water boys, the refreshment guys, the guys that park people, the guys that take the ticket stills and throw them in the dumpster. I fire everyone. Like if. If you want to fire Ron, that's what I would do because this is a Ron coach eccentric team. Everyone from top to bottom was hired by Ron, so you'd have to fire everyone. You keep you keep anyone here, then you're basically keeping Ron's people here. Well, I, I, you can always pick I, and choose, but maybe I, I, maybe I, that's something that Ron proposed. We don't know what Ron's talked to ownership about. 
This Magic may already Johnson. be a plan that's already been set in motion. Magic Johnson, yeah. Magic Johnson, everywhere he's gone, he's had a big name. Yeah. And he's been the minority owner of all these other places too, have done it and got it done, man. It, I think I think but is that him name. or is that is that necessarily him or is it just that is that just happenstance? Now, I don't think it's happenstance. I think that he wants a uh, name that has some punch behind it, somebody that commands respect, somebody that knows how to win. Well, I don't think that you want to go with a young, new coach if you're an ownership that wants to win right away. Now, if you're saying we're starting all over again, even after this year, like everything all over, uh, then maybe. I don't know. If I just don't want to see Sam get the Sam, get the Jason uh, Campbell treatment. I would, I would I him love, the team offense next year. I would love to see him the same offense. It, absolutely, especially with the way he's played this year. I want to see him get that at least two years with the same coordinator. All right, Paulie says good. Ag bad pass rush ugly. JDR cross firing linebackers great. Man, that's the way cross fire linebackers. That's why I saw him earlier. Great. Cheeseman hitching the snap to getting off sides. Hey, Cheeseman has gone from a liability to an asset this season. Cheeseman has turned it around. He has turned it around. Hey, it's proof that anybody can change it up. Steve Lim, good Forbes bounce back game. Bad. We're offside. We're one offside call on a punt away from potentially losing this game. Ugly. Cole Holcomb's gruesome injury. I saw that. Um, Great. Mac Jones is Mac Jones. (laughs) Yeah, Matt Jones can move the ball between the twenties. That's about it. He's going home to a hot girlfriend, though. Dev Dev is right, but some people think Josh Harris got in mind will be the next GM. We shall see. Yeah, I I, I at least want that done. Paulie says if Hal keeps up production, Ron gets fired. You keep EB as head coach. Sam can be in second year offense. He's not going. I think that might be the plan. No, I don't think either this year at the end of this year and the next year, Ron resigns. Hands the baton off to EB, and then EB continues forward. Ron ain't gonna Ron ain't gonna be able to hand off nothing, dog. He's not in control. Once his new ownership came in, he's not in control next year. We bro. don't know the conversations that he's had with ownership, though. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. EB. I think. I, th- I mean, you don't think they've clearly communicated that uh, their expectations to him for this year? Maybe that, but I'm telling you, if if, if Ron's gone, EB's gone too, bro. Maybe we'll see. Unless I, if, I was, prom- if I was the owner, unless, I would unless ownership EB. promises EB the head coaching job. Man, there's no way. I hope that happens though. I like EB, man. I hope it happens. Though. I don't. I just, I just don't see it. I, I don't think I would do it as an owner personally. I don't think I would do it, man. Like if I be like, if I'm gonna keep Paulie, EB, I'm just gonna keep Ron. Like Paulie says, the hell you do. Ron deserves a slip. We've seen this movie before. Paulie is the uh, the okay player hater when it comes to Ron Rivera. And he says the EB is different from Ron. Why Ron threw him or throw him under the bus in the preseason? I wouldn't say throw him under the bus. He was just being honest. EB yeah, was exactly. learning. He's Nobody still likes learning him. some of the more intricacies about putting. He's been better at putting game game uh, game plans together and some of his play calling. That's improved. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I don't think I don't think you want a first time head coach being your head coach is the first time you hire a head coach. Like I don't, I don't, I would. I personally, you gotta be a head. You gotta get your first start somewhere. Yeah, somewhere else. Go to the Raiders. No. <laughs> okay, I, then we no, never get them back. Uh, yeah, I mean, sorry. What's his What's his uh quarterback coach something to do? Maybe he could be offensive coordinator or something. Like, there's no. There's. Uh, I wouldn't do it, man. I I would just keep Ron. One more year on the contract, man. I would just keep Ron. If, if you're gonna do that, man, I would try to give that guy more responsibilities. 
Rockman talks about EB is learning the position. That's why I think he was yeah. made assistant head coach and yeah, not just why, the coordinator. That's why you don't. That's why you don't make a guy who's learning to be a head coach your head coach. And Paulie points this out: Who has a more public profile in EB? Black man who can't get a head coaching job. That was the talk of the off season. That's why I think that this. I think that this was said. I, this is just. By the way, I have nothing on this except theory. When yeah, I the say pan, this, the panda verse is real. Well, hold on, but I'm going to say this. I feel like how I says. I feel like this was all set up by Ron, who is a minority himself, by the way. Was set up so that EB could transition into the role. He could basically say, "All right, you can't get in through the front door. Let me open up this back door for you to come in and become a head coach. We're going to set this up. You're an assistant head coach." So you're going to be play, calling plays. You're going to get experience to become a head coach. So they can't hold that against you. And then you know that's why I said Ron resigns, hands the baton off to EB. Nah, man, I feel like it? that that may have been the plan. And ownership, if they're smart and they see that these if these things are continue, if things continue as they are improving, you go with that plan. Nah, man. Washington's diverse enough not to have to worry about that shit, man. They got way too many, too many ninjas in the, well, in the, in the front office. I don't think man. you do I, that just because he's a minority, but I think well, Ron, I know, Ron, I know I can people, see Ron doing that, knowing how to play the game. People, people use that as a people are. I've heard people say this a few times. Oh, hey, man, they get a hire. You know, it'd be a good look for them. Well, we already got black people and women and and gay people everywhere in Washington. Like that, the whole, the whole. The whole diversity hire thing is crazy for Washington. Well, no, no, no. Washington is the least I need. I, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I bring up the fact that Ron's a minority too because I think a lot of people forget that. I think a lot of people forget that Rivera is he, he's 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 Latino, right? I think a lot of people forget that. They look at they look at because him like Ron doesn't is. Ron isn't coming out here, you know, with, with a heavy accent or anything when he's talking to people. All right, but Ron Rivera. But I think Ron Rivera has probably run into some some roadblocks in the past, and he sees EB isn't getting his fair shake. He's like, "All right, I'll find a way for you to get all this experience they say you don't have, so that you can put all that doubt to rest. And if you do well, hey, I'll hand that baton off to you. You can just come right in." Man, and then Harris gonna be like, "Nope, you, well, you can we'll stay see. here. You can stay here with him, or everybody gone, bro. We'll I, I don't see it. I don't, now, like you know." If you win a bunch of games at the end of the year, maybe it all changes. You know what I'm saying? If you win a bunch of games, like if you go on this November run, you always go on. Let's say you in with eight, nine wins and a playoff berth, and you look good in the playoff berth at least. Then maybe, 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 maybe Harris listens to that guy. We but if you just, but I don't know, man. I, I just, you I just try to. Here. If it was, a, if if it was a owner that had been there for ten years or twenty years or something, then I could see it. But I don't. But if that's the case, why wouldn't you just fire Ron now and make him an intern to see what you got? That makes sense. That you know, like that makes sense. We lose, let's say we lose three or four games in a row. I would yeah, fire Ron in the and then let let uh EB coach the rest of the year to see. And then Paul maybe, is saying that he was talking about the players complaining in the offseason when I said the EB throw. I felt he was throwing the players under the bus more than than, than EB. Coach being hard on their players, they get mad when they're too soft. CJ Gruden yeah, running Club J. Anyway, <laughs> Dev drops in here. This isn't the Panda verse on South Park. Watching this diverse, yeah, this isn't the Panda verse. Uh, 
I do Minority love- and black are two different things. See my McDaniel. Oh, there ain't a lot of Latinos in this league, period. That is, that is true. That. Not a lot of them at all. I be forgetting that's the truth. Mike McDaniel is definitely black. Like people don't <laughs> like people don't really see that, bro. He is he is kind of he's, he's like a catchy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like <laughs> I just don't I like pay it. attention to those things enough. I just I think you said the Ron being a minority thing didn't even hit me till you know I started thinking about this passing the baton and all oh, this yeah. other stuff. And you then want, that's why I started putting you, 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 you want Ron to go to the press conference like, oh, my leg. Like, I mean, I think that's, that's like yeah. the NWO or some shit. <laughs> you, want Ron, you want Ron to show up? At, show. I mean, Ron, we win next week. Ron should show up to the uh, show up to the podium and say, Viva la raza. You want to show I mean, up with know. a flannel shirt and one button buttoned up at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Robert Barra, yeah. put me too low in the house. Yeah, I don't, anyway. I don't think, I don't think so, man. Like, I don't think right. that's happening. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Steve Lewis has always felt that way. Phil, keep it in family. Andy DeRon, Ronda EB. F those owners pass them over for a head coach. Why not? You backdoor him into the into the position. He doesn't have to go through all that bullshit anymore. Mark says, Ron might do the same thing. What happened to Tampa Bay? Bruce Arians coach and then moved to upper management, and Todd Bowles becomes the new coach. It's very possible. I mean, I mean yeah, it's it, it is a way now. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles hasn't exactly been good. He hasn't been good. Yeah, been bad. this year. Tampa Bay. I would, I would take, this year. I would take EB twenty times over Todd Bowles. There's no way I want yeah, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is a former Washington Redskin. That's no why way I hate I want saying Todd that. Bowles. Yeah. No way. I would take I him as defensive coordinator though. Maybe, but He's no way I take. That's an even. I think that's a. I think Rios, Del Rios, a better defense coordinator than him too. Personally, oh it's no, just, yeah, it's just a, I think Del Rios just old. Ready. I think Del Rios just old. But, uh, but yeah. I, but anyway, uh, so, don't get, so, don't get but, Deion Sanders. You, you need a black coach at bad shit. You know, <laughs> Deion got to win more games in college for us. Definitely, him. definitely got to win. <laughs> Game balls. Oh my goodness. Game balls. There's 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 a number that could be given out here. Um, unfortunately, I do not have the sounder. Hey, we just give one. We just give one game ball to each side. Yeah, one game ball each side, and I do not have the the sounder. The that uh balls. I do it for you. <laughs> balls. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm that's this is why I'm the apprentice producer, and I'm not the producer. I just want everybody uh, to know that I did this Rubik's Cube on air. So y'all want to rewind to the beginning. If some of y'all new to the show today, I, I did this. Dev did the Rubik's Cube in 10 minutes while podcasting. On the pod, bro. Just let y'all know. And if y'all let y'all know, sometimes I play games on my phone while podcasting too, just because it helps me with my 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 occasional ADD. I watch but, this uh, <laughs> Nonetheless, all right, balls. Anyway, game balls. I'm going to give mine out. My first game ball is going to go to Jahan Dotson. Hey, that's two weeks in a row. You bounced back from a bad drop. Yeah, you dropped the pass this game, but you caught a beautiful touchdown pass. Four receptions for 67 or 69 yards. Which one was it? Uh, Four catches, 69 yards, 17.3 yards per catch average, and a touchdown and that's what I'm going to give him on offense. On defense, my game ball is going to go to Benjamin St. Juiced, who had three pass breakups and long to go with three tackles. Um, we definitely had a number of passes defense today or, or yesterday, but St. Juice, I'm going to give him a game ball for that. Dev, what do you got? Uh, game balls. Balls. 
I'm gonna go with Al gets the game ball on offense, on defense. I'm gonna go with red. Hmm. Defense. Quan Martin for selling it, bro. At number two, second round pick gets the game ball for sealing it. There you go. I don't remember nothing else that nigga did the whole game, but he did seal the game, bro. He actually, I think he made one or two plays. He makes special team plays, right? Yeah, he uh, Chris, did. Chris Rodriguez slobber knocked someone on punt return, man. I, yeah, he did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, but uh, definitely, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, Quan Martin, you're going to get my game ball on defense, man, for sealing the game. A lot of times we come close and we don't pull it off, man, but you made sure to, you know, that tri- tip twist the knife in the wound a little tip bit. Tip remind me of the Atlanta game last year, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good good job by Quan. Uh, I'd like to see more of them. Uh, Butler, you stink. But, Butler uh, had a pretty decent game. He's he gotten did. better. He did have a, he didn't he didn't he wasn't on the end of any bad plays. I don't no. know. I don't he was he was he, he I think he had at least at least one here. Let me see here. Yep, he had one pass defense. I remembered one of his that was like that was pretty impressive. Uh Marcus Edelin offense, Sam Howell defense, Emmanuel Forbes. I almost gave it to Forbes, but I wanted to give it to St. Juice too. Special teams, Chris Rodriguez, great great on punt return coverage. Paulie. Game ball, Chris Paul. Haven't heard his name in two games. It's always a good thing for an offensive lineman. Defense, give it to the rookie, Quan Martin. Steve says, Dev is Rain Man, I swear. Uh-huh. And he says, I think Dev is Einstein reincarnated. We just keep missing the signs. Hey, you know, Einstein had a, a genuinely uh, messed up sense of humor, Come too. Come and so. join a trip on a magic rocket ship. Throwing through the skies, nigga Einstein. That's what I'm going to <laughs> when, when I get on there. See, this is why I talk. This is why I told people earlier today when I was on Big Douglas. I said, listen, I said, you should check in on our podcast. But we may not be your cup of tea. But if we are, you definitely yeah. should subscribe. We are a couple no of other podcast. No other podcast in this fan base is going to do that. <laughs> and nobody's gonna say nigga Einstein. <laughs> None. And do a Rubik's Cube. All right. So now it is that time for Glock Dookie Award time. Dev, it, it's all it, yours. It, it, Referees get the Glock Dookie. Y'all are some dumbasses. Not just the sack, not just the 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 horrible calls that y'all made. Uh, the nine call on pass interference call. Uh, didn't call the face mask on Jamin Davis when it's clearly a face mask. I can admit that we won now. Fuck it. <laughs> but but you know you got you got those are plays that that end games for other teams man i don't want to see it happen for us i don't want to see it happen against us most definitely bro y'all need to do a better job or you sir have won a black dookie <laughs> i love that sorry that was for the refs anyway so that's the Glock Dookie Award goes to the refs. And uh yeah, I think that pretty much uh sums it all up for today. Deb, you got any other uh 
and your thoughts about the game. Free for all. Have at it, everybody. Well, free for all, the New York Knicks just beat or are beating the shit out of the Clippers, uh, 111 to 97 with a minute 47 left in the fourth. Ha ha ha. Randall has 27. So, why are you guys hating on the Knicks? No, who's hating on the Knicks? Everybody hates the Knicks, man. No one hates the Knicks. I like the raggedy ass Wizards, though. <laughs> raggedy ass Wizards. We are raggedy ass Wizards. Pool going to All Star game, Michelle. He's gonna find a way. He's gonna shoot his way in there. Yeah. Well, that that that's. We always have a shooter. We always have a shooter. That's for sure. Paul, I was says, watching. I was watching. Next. I wasn't listening. Are we on free for all? So I can talk about anything now. Yes. Oh shit! I didn't. Uh, I didn't even watch the Louisville game. When Marcus Marcus uh, says the Louisville won tonight, debut and Corey. Sanchez got jokes. Corey always said he's a hater, bro. You haven't figured that out about Corey. He is a, he is a legit hater. That's my dude. He's a hater, though. You know that's why we love him. He's a hater. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I, I watched the podcast uh, on Spotify called "Horrible Decisions." It's hosted by two self-proclaimed whores. Uh, oh yes, yeah. I, yeah. Oh my God! They talked about uh, scatting today. If you don't know what that is, I'm going to let you Google it. I am not. It has something to do with pooping on people. Um, it has something to do with it. That's just what it is. It's horrible. But they had a woman that's a dominatrix on there who uh, basically was talking about her job and what she does for a living. That's insane. That people want to poop on each other to get turned on. You know the. the, the it's a, it's a German. Germans are. Yeah, you ever watch a two girls in one cup? Who hasn't at this point? That's internet yeah. legend. You, you know what I find impressive about that? Like, who talked them into it? Like, what was the conversation? Like, hey, you want to make some extra money? You're gonna do it anyways. Like, how was this conversation? That's who you gotta respect. The guy who made that happen. It's gross. If y'all are imagine being married. And finding out your wife was on the two girls in one cup video. What's crazy years. about that is is that it's not the first time something like that's been on film. If y'all have ever watched um No Field, before you even say the name of it, I have not watched any video where somebody poops on another person. It's not it it was a movie. That where they literally had that happen at the end. Ball took a shit and picked up the John Waters movie. That, I can't remember the name. Uh, it was a drag queen that did it too. That was what's funny. To get off the poop thing, though, did you do you watch Loki by any chance? I have not because I am just not on that. Loki's awesome. Gen V is pretty awesome. Wiz lost to the 76ers 146 128. That's the Wizards. They score points and they allow more. No defense, zero defense on that team. But uh, anyway, yep, Horrible Decisions is the podcast that was referring to. It's a very popular podcast. Actually. It's actually pretty good. It's, like, it's pretty good because women, you know, they tend to talk a whole lot. They they let shit go. You know? They like, they'll tell you a lot of information, man. They'll they'll let you know a lot of information. It's a pretty good show. And they got God guests on there, too, with their point of view. It's a pretty, it's comedy, mostly. Uh, they, I guess they, they don't think they take themselves very seriously. 
but uh, it, it is a pretty good show. They're very informative too, man. They, I don't think uh, these women are really whores either. By the way, see, I don't, I, I, the only I'm checking too many too many podcasts out here lately, like mainly because of the fact that you know. I saw Elon Musk on uh on uh, Elon Musk was on show. Joe Rogan for how long? I watched it. I watched it. Um, they ate a sardine and pineapple that. pizza. That's crazy. What? They ate a sardine and pineapple pizza on there. Did you notice it? They had a sardine and pineapple pizza. And was South eating. African taste buds, man. Jesus. <laughs> hey, hold on, man. Hold on. So, Elon <laughs> Musk is technically an African American, right? Yes. If Elon Musk, if Elon Musk called me the N word, by N word I can say nigga. If, he, if Elon Musk said, "Hey nigga, you want a Tesla?" Like, oh no, that's why that would be the sentence he would he would ever say. But if he was to say, "Hey nigga, you want a Tesla?" Would I let him get away with it if I got the Tesla? The you get the Tesla. Tesla. The answer would be, I would not let Elon Musk call me a nigga for a Cybertruck, bro. What about for uh, uh, Tesla V8? Nah, I'd rather have the Cybertruck than that. <laughs> you see, he shot an arrow into the Cybertruck. You see it? It didn't stay. It, like, it didn't bounce off. Yeah, I saw that. Like Everybody talks about the brick through the glass, but I'm like, that glass isn't the glass that's going to be in the actual truck. That was, yeah, yeah. And he wasn't aware that they didn't get that in there in time. They didn't He's, make him aware. He said the bulletproof glass won't roll down either. If you got bulletproof glass, it wouldn't roll down. I wouldn't want to roll it down. If I got bulletproof bulletproof glass, I've got it for a reason. <laughs> yeah. But the whole car itself is bulletproof. That's pretty dope. It is dope. I want to get I want to get a Tesla, man. You know, I work for if y'all don't know this, one of the big three, and we go over our contract Wednesday, which I do not like, by the way. But um, I know that Stellantis has a buyback deal where you can lease a car uh, every year, a brand new one, man. So I was hoping that my place would have one so I could, you know, get a Corvette. <laughs> but unfortunately, that's not part of our deal. So. I'm gonna drive up and visit and visit Rod, even though Rod hates the. the I would I would ride by his house and wave and just keep it moving just to just to tease Rod about not having a Corvette. He hates those Corvettes, but he still wants a Corvette. Yeah, I don't think he's a fan of the CA because uh, I don't think he's a fan of the automatic transmission. You know, either. I follow I follow um. One of the one of the shows I watch on YouTube religiously is regular car reviews, and they do a giveaway every couple weeks. And twice now they've had previous generation Corvettes to give away, and I've sent both of those to Rod. Like go, go enter, go win. They got yo, they got raffles here, man. I, I mean, I don't know. I used to drive them every day at work. That was my thing, but now I just work on the engine. Steve says that we always make it to the last three minutes before demonetization strikes. Demonetization. Oh, I need to get that demon. That the one says demon. It says demonization, and I gotta get that. I, I gotta get that from. Uh, oh, I think it was uh, Origin or Bro Science. What's the name? By the way, by the way, YouTube sucks now, and that they have these dumbass ads that show up every five minutes. Uh, I don't know about that because I have YouTube Premium. Oh, you rich? Yeah, my eleven ninety nine a month. I got, I got too much stuff. I got HBO, Hulu, Spotify, I'm Premium, rolling, Tidal, fucking, rolling, baby, Netflix, fucking. 
I got all them joints. I just man. really I start singing chains. Splice. I got Splice. I got Auto Tune subscription. I got all this shit, dog. I don't. I just, I don't you, you you do shit. You you make beats and all that. I don't. Adobe Cloud. I don't. I don't want to pay for nothing else, man. I pay, I man, I pay a monthly subscription to Power Director so I can make Splice up videos. For I will gladly Instagram. I would gladly trade in my right to get reparations for you know uh, Amazon Prime subscription for free if. <laughs> I'm supposed to give me a free Amazon Prime. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to uh, say you wanted um, 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 Pro Tools for free. Nah, Pro Tools is whack. Anyways, I'm a, I am a Studio what? One slash Logic user myself, man. Studio One is way better, by the way. But my fallback is Logic. But Studio One, by the way, awesome. If any of you guys want to know what DAW or DAW that I use, that I recommend Studio One. It's the best one, dog. You need to get Studio One. It's awesome. Studio One Six to be Pacific, if you speak that way. Well, there you have it. I did, I did not know that. There you go. For all you aspiring producers out there, this man who makes all the beats for our program, mm-hmm. all these great beats, including the one you're hearing in the background right now. Yeah, and I made this is my Akira uh, inspired beat that I was watching Akira High. <laughs> You know that part where they like running from that nigga on the motorcycles at the very beginning? Mm-hmm. This is what made me think of that. I was watching that scene. Greatest, what's By the way, Paulie says, Paulie says that, you know, Elon calls you N-word, that he's getting slapped and you're taking the, and y'all are taking the test. I'm not, I'm not going to jail over the N-word. I'm too old for that, man. Maybe not 20, I fight over that shit, but now I just take the Tesla and then, uh, you know, get him canceled on social media. <laughs> 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 that's what, that's what. You might get away with it. He's African. He's like, he's more African than I am, technically. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was. That's why I don't even understand why people like go back to Africa. Like I just got a map in my head of this shit. I can turn a left of the lion and make a right of the water buffalo and get to where I belong. You know what I'm saying? Some weird shit. But, I can't I say I've, I've heard anyone say that, like, in like all honesty. And I live in the South too. I don't think I've actually heard anyone actually say that and like and meant it. In like twenty years, so progress has been made. People, we all peace. Yes, yeah, that's because there's this thing called Mexicans, and white people hate those worse. <laughs> they don't mind telling them to go back to Mexico, which is crazy. But you know, <laughs> and none of them are from Mexico. They're all from like Nicaragua, Guatemala. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. If you look, if they you're know not black, to call them a Mexican is more insulting than anything because they all hate Mexicans. What wouldn't you like? Wouldn't you be insulted if somebody called you something like if somebody just said, "Hey, uh, Steve or Sean, like, hey, Sean, you're Asian. Like, now nah, I'm black. Nah, you're Asian, and we're gonna call you that for the rest of your life, just like how we did the Indians, basically, or natives. <laughs> like, hey, man, I get what, it, are you, what are you Indians over there doing? That. Like, ah, we're it's we're not, not from that. It's we're not, not Indians. That. We're something else. It's like, not ah, that. It's nah, we're all Indian. the other all the other Latin countries hate Mexico. They are more racist towards Mexicans than white people are. I am not kidding you. You are right. That's the craziest thing. And anybody who knows Latinos, they know that all Latinos are racist towards Mexicans worse than anybody else is. I got a couple of... uh, I got got two uh, Black Amalan nephews, man. You know, Black and Guatemalan uh, nephews, man. And you are right. Call uh, one of them guys Mexican. They'll, you know, their mama will shake your ass. They'll fuck you up, man. And I'm like, 
I think we just associate that with with the language, though. Like, if we speak Spanish language, I think we just associate that with Mexico. Well, it's that and, and tan skin. Now, if you're more light skin, yeah, they might be like, oh, you're like Argentinian or whatever the case is. But nonetheless, our nobody ever confuses me for not being black. <laughs> We're going to wrap this one over. up. We're going to wrap this one up for now, but as we will see you all Thursday, 8.30. Steve may or may not be with us live, or he may be in the chat. We shall find out. But until then, as always, peace and hail. Let's get this dub next week. W-